It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome inside the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. I am John Ledyard from thedraftnetwork.com along with Trevor Sycamore, also from thedraftnetwork.com here on a late post-Christmas morning. Yes, it's a little later than the pod usually goes up. Did we sleep in? Trevor, did you sleep in? Um, relatively, but no, um, <laughs> set, I'm actually setting up the new laptop right now. I got a new laptop oh, for Christmas, which is wow. good. So now it won't sound like a prop plane when we go live on Twitch. <laughs> so it was really a gift to you all. So that's what I was doing this morning. I am very grateful. Tell whoever got it for you. Thank you from me. <laughs> that might be weird, but that's how I feel about it right now. That's great news. Okay. Uh, I did not sleep in. I'm sure, you know, same situation as you, 645. I don't really consider it sleeping in, but we did think you have a child. people would be. Yes, that's true. I did. I did. So She slept in a little bit. Usually she's up before 645, but she was up. To, she was asleep till 715. Christmas tuckered her out a little bit. So, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was a fun Christmas. I had a good Christmas. You had a good Christmas. I did. I did. It's, uh, it, I, I got a pretty big family and so. Basically three times a year, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and Easter are the three times that we all kind of get together. So always a blast, always fun. We play a little football game. I scored the game-winning touchdown. It's fine. Thanks for asking. Um, wow. But yeah, it was good. What did it feel like to be uh, one step above Mike Evans this season? You know, <clears throat> wow. Uh, the truth felt like the truth. So Who, who dropped more passes? Oh. <laughs> did you have a drop? Uh, I had one drop. Yes, okay. I did have one drop. It'll haunt me. You know, I said afterwards <laughs> at the podium, you know, that's on me. I kind of handled it like Juju Smith-Schuster did. Wow. Um, so. Wow. That's fitting and also very gracious of you to spare everyone else the blame for the game on Christmas. What what a day of giving for you. It's wow. true. Uh, we're going to talk about bowl games and uh, the, the slate that we have coming up this week and this weekend. Um because it's fun. It's a blast. And we really honestly haven't done it that much. We, you know, we, the early bowl games, we didn't really get into a ton of who, who to watch. We've been focused on the NFL scene and rookies that are playing well. So now as the, as the regular season for the NFL winds down, and we'll still do our pickems for tomorrow, but we're going to really start to turn our attention to prospects, who you guys should be looking at. Most of your teams, if you're listening mathematically, most of your teams are out of it at this point. Uh, so you're starting to turn your attention to the draft. Who can you get? What rounds do we see guys going in? So we're just going to kind of roll through the bowl games, tell you who to be watching so you can write these down if you want. I mean, if you followed our work over at the Draft Network, you've already heard a lot of these names, but we're going to kind of go through who you can be watching, what rounds of the draft we kind of see them in now at this point, just very quickly kind of rapid-fire style rolling through the bowls. And, of course, we'll tell you who we think is going to win the bowl game. So first one we have is later today, Trevor, Boston College Boise State, who wins this game? And who- how great is it that we have a bowl wow. game at 1.30 p.m.? I'm ecstatic about it. That's like a couple hours from our recording time. That's right so now. awesome. So that, yeah, I'm, I can't wait. Uh, who do you think is going to win? And who are the prospects to watch? Maybe one or two guys on both sides for you. Okay. I mean, obviously, Brett Rippon's the main guy to watch. He has he has the most to gain, I think, uh, for boys, quarterback for Boise State. He's a guy who I'm not sure how, how you think of him. I know Kyle Krabs likes him 
a, a decent amount. Mm-hmm. Um, and from reading what I have, I've read from with Kyle, I, I, I did a study on Reppin earlier this season. He's really impressed me kind of since then. He kind of opened my eyes to, hey, this guy might be a little bit better than I thought. And so obviously very interested to get every single game that I can get of him. And then on the other side with Boise State, they're two edge rushers. Um, Allen is playing, right? you mean, yeah. Yes, that's yeah. what I said. Um, but Allen is playing, right? Uh, yes, I believe I'm both kinda... of them are playing. By the way, disclaimer thrown out there. There are probably going to be names we mentioned from guys that are not playing in their bowl game, but there's literally so many guys not playing. I yeah. cannot keep track of it, nor can I right. find a good list online that keeps track of it. So we right. may mention one or two guys that aren't playing in their bowl game that we missed. But uh, for the most part, these are prospects to watch either moving forward or actually in the game if they play. Okay, so Zach Allen, um, Wyatt Ray, those are two edge rushers for Boston College. Mm-hmm. I did a write-up on Wyatt Ray earlier this year. Zach Allen's kind of, I don't know, man. He is what he is. He's just a, a weirdly shaped tweener edge guy who yeah. gives you a lot of effort like he's gonna make an nfl roster 100 percent. Like sure. he's gonna be an nfl i just don't know i just don't know where the ceiling is and maybe the reason why i say that is because i cautiously think that the ceiling is low right. for zach allen so yeah. i'm not really sure about that but anytime you got super high effort players especially on the defensive line they're gonna play in the nfl it's just a matter of how effective they're gonna be why and, kind of, and who wins what? this game um boston college yeah I felt the same when I was picking the game. I was like, man, I really feel like Boston College is a better team, but down the stretch, they just seemed to like stumble a ton, and they weren't, weren't really playing up to their expectations. Yeah. And so for that reason, I went the other direction, and I picked Boise State. I just felt like Boise State was kind of hot playing well, and I felt like Boston College really kind of lost themselves and their limitations in the passing game got exposed a little bit. But still, when I'm watching prospects to watch in this game, they're way more on the Boston College side of things. Chris Lindstrom. Uh, plays right guard. John Baker, yep. the center, is going to get some looks as well. Those two offensive linemen, if you're watching trench play, keep an eye on those guys. Talented guys who I think Lindstrom especially has a chance to be available. Somewhere in day two makes sense to me. I, I would like him early day two. We'll see where he comes off the board. Tommy Sweeney is a tight end who probably goes day three because he's not a great athlete, but he gets after people as a blocker. He can make some tough catches outside his frame. Ideal number two type of tight end. Uh, I think you'll see him somewhere in round four. And then Ray and Allen, you mentioned it, the edge guys. Allen's the one that gets all the pub. He gets mocked in the first round. But I kind of with you on this, I feel like Ray is the guy with more upside here. I know Ray will be at the Shrine. Allen will be at the Senior Bowl game. But I really feel like if Ray tests well, I'd be more intrigued by him as a prospect to me. I don't know where to play Zach Allen. We've comped him to Dean Lowry over at, at TDN. We've kind of discussed that in our in our circles and kind of said this guy reminds us of him. And while he's a solid player, I don't know where he plays, and he definitely isn't a guy you want on the field every down. I'm not taking that guy in the first two rounds. No chance. So when Zach Allen tests, I think people will start to ease off that because I don't think he's going to test well. But definitely an interesting one to watch. Connor Stration, uh, I'm probably saying his last name wrong, but the linebacker for Boise or for Boston College, an old school thumper type uh, who might go in the late rounds. Will Harris and Lucas Dennis. Uh, Will Harris, the Dennis was the bigger name safety coming into the week. Harris is was the guy that was kind of an afterthought or coming into the season. Harris was the guy that was kind of an afterthought. Now it's Harris going to the Senior Bowl and Dennis going to the Shrine game. And I haven't seen any of Harris, so I'm excited to see him. Dennis is a, a, a somewhat athletic safety, flashed a ton of ball skills a year ago, not so much this season, and the tackling and the angles are really a concern. The other guy to watch, Ham Cheevers, the cornerback, number four, junior. Does he declare it? Does he not? 
A lot of people think he has a ton of potential. Boston College has kind of churned out corners over the last couple of years. On the Boise State side of things, you said it, Ripian. I, I, I am not, no one else has stood out to me, so maybe there is another guy that we should be. Well, I know Tyler Horton, the cornerback, has gotten a little bit of a buzz maybe, but not a whole lot standing out on that front to me. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. About Minnesota Georgia Tech, do you have prospects to watch in this game? I don't even. Who's even is Georgia Tech? Like, do they have prospects this year? You know, the two guys I'm looking for in this one, uh, Rashid Hangman and Calvin Johnson, are the two prospects I'm looking at in these two games. I'm I'm obviously kidding. Um, (laughs) Some tights. I don't. Johnson. He sounds. Dude, I don't know. I don't know any prospects in either of these games. I mean, um, who's running back from Minnesota? Uh, Rodney Smith would have. Yeah, he's been the one, but he had the knee injury. So I was kind of the only one I knew there. And then Georgia Tech, I don't even think I know a uh, prospect at Georgia Tech this year. So um, because of that, does Georgia Tech still run the triple option? They have to, right? Well, I'm guessing they will this week. You know, I mean, obviously with Paul Johnson retiring, I don't think going forward they will, but I don't know how they could change their offense right now. So probably we'll run it one last time. Georgia Tech's going to win it, win one for the Gipper. Where do I have this game? I already picked these games, so I'm not trying to go against what I already picked. I'm probably going against what I picked in the bowl. <laughs> By the way, in the bowl pick'em, we are all. I'm in 57th place. I'm second amongst the TDN crew. Joe is in seventh place out of like 290 people or something. So, if you guys are going up against us, things are looking pretty good right now. In the I'm TDN hella trash at picking bowls. So yeah, well. I picked Georgia Tech to win this one uh, for sure. I think that that triple option is hard to prepare for, but Minnesota did have some time to get ready for it, so uh, more than a, a normal team would. But I'm saying one last time for the triple option, Georgia Tech gets it done. Uh, I also I'm not aware of any prospects to watch that have legitimate NFL futures on Georgia Tech's team. Just going to be straight up honest about it. Uh, have not had anyone really on my radar all season who long you, from there. Who do you like in the next group of game? We got well, Cal and TCU. I'm gonna throw out one name for Minnesota to keep an eye on: Danell Green, okay. left tackle. He's a redshirt senior. I watched a little bit of him early in the year. I thought, man, this guy—he's mean. Like he gets after people. Don't know yet whether he projects as a tackle at the next level, but I think I'm interested in watching more of him and potentially seeing him as a guard and seeing kind of what happens there. So, you know, there's a couple guys on on Minnesota that I would keep an eye on, but he's probably the guy that stands out the most to me. Carter Coughlin, the junior red or the junior. Edge rusher, number 45, uh, is another one that's caught my eye a couple times this season. Okay, the next slate of games, the Cal-TCU, is that what you're looking at here? Yeah. Okay. That was the that was the night game. Right? I'm picking yeah. Cal in this game, man. I just don't feel like TCU is looking right all I mean, right TCU is terrible. I, just, I, don't, I know more people right? are picking TCU right now, but I'm feeling Cal, man. I'm feeling Cal. Uh, and in terms of prospects to watch for TCU – I'll let you say a couple of names that you want to watch, but for me, it's LJ Collier, this defensive end, Redshirt uh, Reger, Senior, and I know he's not the biggest name in that group, but he got moved up or uh, bumped to the senior board. I don't know. I shouldn't even say bumped. I don't know if he was an original choice. I don't think he was one of the first guys picked, but he's intriguing. Um, you know, the size of kind of a hybrid type that could kick inside too, but explosive in his movements when I watched him on tape. So 
Uh, I've only seen a little bit of him, and I'm interested to definitely see more of LJ Collier for TCU. He's one of the guys that I will definitely have an eye on. I know there's a couple more on defense that have caught your eye as well. Uh, for TCU? Yeah. Banigu's not hurt, right? I don't think so. I think he's playing. Okay. Okay. All right. So he would be the one, the edge rusher from TCU. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ty Summers is Ty Summers hurt too? I don't. I don't, I don't think know. so. I think he's in too. Okay. All right. Yeah. There we go. We got both. We got both. I believe so. so. Those would be those would be the two defensive dudes for TCU that I'd be watching out for. I wish I could watch Darius Anderson on the other side, but I believe he is hurt. I think he is he is out. I I, I read that earlier this week. So I think um, right. those are those are the two prospects that I'd be watching for TCU. Cal. I don't think I know any prospects on Cal. Oh man. So. Uh, okay. Patrick Laird, the running back. Oh, Mid you're right. He's a late know. round guy. Yeah, I do know him. Uh, man, it's a down year for Cal. Huh? Real limited. Yeah, I don't. I haven't seen any of these other guys now looking through the roster. So maybe there's somebody I missed. But I'm going with Cal too. By the way, I don't know if that was made. Okay, uh, all right. Uh, that was kind of yeah. I, you, you slandered TCU you. a little bit, yeah. Lucas Nang Nang, junior Nyang. tackle for TCU, Nyang. number seventy-seven. We'll see if he okay. declares, but Brad Kelly loves him. I haven't seen any of them yet, but Brad Kelly loves, loves him. Loves so. him. Loves right. him. Thinks he's okay. great. I think he loves him. Maybe likes. Okay. I don't know. Maybe he would push back against the word love. Reserve it for more okay. important things. The other guy, this is huge sleeper, okay? I watched. I was watching one TCU game, and this guy just kept making plays. And then I looked at his box score, and he hardly did anything the whole season. And he's a senior who transferred in. Jawan Johnson, not the wide receiver for Penn State. He's a linebacker. Number one for TCU is athletic. And he flies around, but I haven't seen enough of him to know why he was so... I forget even what game I was watching. But he was so... Like, he stood out so much in this game I was watching. And then I just... I think it was Oklahoma. It was against Oklahoma's offensive line. I thought he did some good things in that game. And then I looked, and it was clearly, like, his best game of the year, statistically. And so, um, I'm just kind of curious why I wasn't on the field more, things like that. But if he plays in this game, he'll be one I have an eye on. Looked like he had better traits than Ty Summers to me, although I'm sure Summers is the more experienced player that... And that aids him in some ways as well. Uh, okay, we got Temple Duke. Obvious big name to watch, but uh, talk about Daniel Jones a little bit. And then who do you think comes out victorious in Temple Duke? Yeah, uh, Daniel Jones, uh, re- it's just a, an up that and down year for you just him. Made, uh, that's my feelings on Daniel Yeah, it's, it's just like, so the beginning of the year, he had the shoulder injury, and then he toughs it out and he comes back like nine days after soldier shoulder surgery which is which is just i don't know how he did that but gets back out on the practice field plays again so like you love the toughness you love that about him you love his mentality apparently everybody loves him with coaches he, he'll give you a couple plays where he chuck that thing down 50 yards down the field on a dime and you go okay this kid's legit and then the consistency around it will sometimes be just not what it needs to be the normal kind of everyday throw, if you will, accuracy, it's all over the place. And then you have games where he's throwing for like 100 yards or whatever. I know one of them was a rain game. But I just – I thought that I was going to be more impressed with Daniel Jones, especially from all of the potential first-round talk that I heard from him going into the season and throughout the season. Even we, I mean, we even got people who are still saying, hey, Daniel Jones could creep up in the late first round. And I'm like, man – Y'all really picking this guy with a first round pick? I, right. I get if you don't have right. a quarterback, you got to go get one. But you're picking this dude, right? I mean, I'm, I'm okay with the developmental pick, but I think we're just stretching Daniel Jones a little bit too far here. I know that some coaches are going to love him, so I bet the I, NFL isn't nearly as high on him as people think they'll be. That's that's until, my prediction. I think that you might be right there, 
There's just not a lot of upside to get excited about. We know that it only takes one team. And if you get this guy in in an interview room and you fall in love with him, you might be able to be like, yeah, let's take him. We can do something with this guy. And that's who I feel like Daniel Jones could be this year. He could be one of those guys. And so, uh, yeah. uh, Who wins this game? Who wins this game? Who wins this game? Temple wins this game. Yeah, I picked Temple as well. I just felt like Duke was just, uh, again, another team down the stretch of the season, just did not feel like they really found themselves. Felt like Daniel Jones had to play great for them to win, and he wasn't playing great at all. Maybe some of that has to do with the injury. I'm not sure, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't I don't feel great about picking Duke there, so I went with Temple as well. Daniel Helm, the tight end, number 80 for Duke. Uh, I would keep an eye on him as a late-round guy that could potentially be a pickup for a team, a number two or three type of tight end. And then two guys defensively for Duke. Joe Giles Harris, the the number forty four weak side linebacker, and then Ben Humphreys, yep. the middle linebacker, as a senior. Humphreys limited athletically. I think we're talking about a late round guy. Giles Harris, if he declares as a redshirt junior, is one of the guys I think could be a riser in this linebacker class. It's not a very good group. I think he could be a riser. Also, not sure if he's a graduate like Daniel Jones, a December graduate or not. But if he declared, could potentially see him called up to the Senior Bowl if that was the case. So. Um, two guys definitely to have your eye on there. And then, man, for Temple, uh, it's it's not a great year. We've had seen a lot of guys come out in the past, and like it's been a you know, great year for, for a lot of the, like their linebackers and stuff like that. I don't see a linebacker in that group this year. Defensive line is another place they've had some success in the past, had some guys come out. Michael Dogby is a guy that our Ben Solak has has kind of been touting and tweeting about lately. Number nine, he's a defensive tackle for them. Uh, redshirt senior, I think he's going to be a shrine, I believe. Yeah, I think he just accepted a shrine invite. Was not on my radar at all until Ben started talking about him last couple days, actually, last, last past week. And now he's definitely on my radar. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with the flashes that Ben's posted. Looking forward to seeing more of him. And then in the secondary, Delvin Randall, I, I liked him a lot coming into the year. The more I watch, the more I wonder, is he just going to pass athletic thresholds in the NFL. So number two, senior mm-hmm. safety, he's one to keep an eye on. And then number six, Rocky Sin, going to be at the Senior Bowl, cornerback. My man. Yeah, like I think Ben thinks there's developmental potential. I know he wrote up his scouting report. I know you and Cal have seen a little bit and like some from him. Uh, and then Raquel Armstrad, the, the running back for Temple as well, he just got the call up to the Senior Bowl when a couple guys yep. declined. So. Yep. Uh, that will be exciting to watch uh, those guys as well. So a lot of a lot of guys keep your eye on in this game. It will be a fun game and a good game to use as a value for evaluation purposes for those teams, especially Temple, Miami, Wisconsin. Man, I felt like early in the year we thought this could be like not a playoff game but a big bowl, right? Miami, sure. now here they are in the new era pinstripe bowl. I love the way Miami Playing plays football when they're playing well, but that hasn't happened this year. And Wisconsin, I don't like to watch, but I think Wisconsin finds a way to get it done. They're they're the better team in terms of preparation and execution, I think, even if they're not flashy and they have some limitations. And I think that that really matters in the bowl. It, with all this time to prepare for the bowls, I think that'll really help them. So I'm going with Wisconsin. I'm going with Wisconsin too. I mean, it's a big deal. I mean, I guess not that bowls can mean too much, but there's so many guys on Miami that are either going to the draft or have draft potential that it's another game that means a lot for them, especially on the defensive side. Um, are right, you talking about these... who are you, who are your Miami guys in this game? Uh, I don't have in front of me how many of them are hurt, so I'm not sure, but, <laughs> um, like Michael Jackson, Jaquan Johnson, Shaq Quarterman, uh, Joe Jackson, um, Gerald Willis, like all those guys in the defensive side. How is the whole I, defense full of NFL prospects? I mean, literally Garvin, I, the I, one defensive yeah. end will be a prospect next year. Gerald Willis, defensive tackle. 
I don't know about Pat Bethel, the junior. Joe Jackson, if he declares junior, uh, they could declare this season as an edge rusher, could get attention. Shaq Quarterman, Michael Pinkney, the linebackers, as as probably day three guys, but the guys that are on the radar. Sheldrick Redwine, Jaquan Johnson, Michael Jackson, all in the secondary, the first two safeties. Mm-hmm. I mean, everywhere. Like every, I mean, like almost every starter on the defense, nine guys or whatever, are going yep. to the NFL, and this yep. team has been cheeks all season long. So Mark Rick's a bad coach. Yeah, I mean, I I don't disagree with that as much as I think he's a good person. Like, I don't I don't disagree with that part at all. So yeah, I think that uh, there's a lot that is left to be desired here. Let's say, offensively, ex- some some exciting prospects exist for Miami, despite the fact their quarterback play is as bad as I've seen anywhere in the country. Travis Homer. Is, I mean, that's you just named the one name I got. So oh, Tyree St. Louis, the tackle, he's going to be at the Shrine Game as well. Lawrence Cagers, oh, a redshirt junior wide receiver uh, who can win contested catches and do some things like that. Jeff Thomas was their best receiver. Now he's gone. He left the program. Uh, Where did he go to? Uh, they just to? said um, it was. It was like was it like Illinois? Yeah, that's where it was. Like the worst was it possible landing spot he could be in. Yeah, like somewhere that just will take him completely off the radar. Nice. Terrible decision, yeah. Nice. Um, and then, even though he's not draft eligible, Brevin Jordan, the freshman tight end there, we're going to be talking about him down the road, so keep an eye on him, number nine. Yeah, defensively, you said all the names, I think, but surprising. Sheldrick Redwine, Jaquan Johnson, Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. Shaq Quarterman. Oh, Shaq Quarterman's a junior, I'm sorry. But all those guys, people would have said they're going to the Senior, senior Bowl for sure. None of them are going to be at the Senior Bowl. All of them will be at Shrine, I believe, but none of those three defensive backs will be at the Senior Bowl. If you had told people that going into the year, they would have been pretty surprised. But Gerald Willis will be at the Senior Bowl, number nine defensive tackle. I have him graded uh, somewhere in the third round right now. He fell a little bit on my board during the formal process. How about Wisconsin, Trevor? We got this offensive line, four guys to keep an eye on. Beef. Yeah, no, they they have a lot of dudes. They have a lot of dudes. I mean, which is it's, it's just stereotypical Wisconsin. Right, right. right. Um, David Edwards, uh, right tackle. Bo Benchweisel, right guard. Tyler Biotish, the yep. center. Redshirt sophomore. There's we'll see a if reason. he declares. Yeah, there's a reason why Jonathan Taylor is like. Right. I think he's like 11 yards short of 2,000 rushing yards, Something which is crazy, like yeah. the quietest 2,000 rushing yards in college football history, right. I think. Yeah. Dieter, the left guard as well. The Biotish and Dieter, probably the guys with the highest. Probably. I was going to say, or, right if now. you had to order those dudes, what would you say? I've se- I need to see Dieter at guard. I saw, watched a lot of Dieter at tackle and didn't care for him at tackle, but I could have seen him kicking to guard and or even center maybe and being better there. So I'd probably say Biotish, Edwards, Dieter, and bench, then Benchweisel right now. But... Oh, that, that'd be my exact four. Okay, okay well, yeah, that wasn't a, as fun. That, would that be, wasn't as fun. That would be my I thought that'd be a little bit more fun. I could see Dieter jumping Edwards, though. I could see that. And Biotish is only a sophomore. Only only in his second year. I like Edwards. Edwards, I think Edwards is a guy who, now, I don't know. I I see him getting drafted really high, but. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't don't know. I don't know if he's like left tackle high, but I think he's a good prospect. Like, I think David Edwards could be like your right tackle for a bunch of years Mm -hmm. and you could be really happy with him. There's some similarities to Ryan Ramchick there, to be honest, coming out of Wisconsin. I think I see some similarities with those guys uh, in the way that they play. I think David Edwards could – he he. this game it will be nice for him because he'll be going up against good edge rushers for Miami, two of them that have NFL futures. Uh, whereas so you do get that on some teams in the Big Ten, but with Nick Bosa and Rashawn Gary missing a ton of the year, you know, and being banged up some when they played or when Gary played anyway, that you don't see the same level uh, in there that you're going to see. Like in a game like this, it'll be good for evaluation purposes for him. 
The other guy I got to throw out, Alec Ingold, this fullback. He's going to be at the Senior Bowl. We got a fullback. Fullback on the radar, out. baby. Number forty-five. Wow. We gotta have like him. a. We gotta have like a button that I slam when you bring up a fullback that you quote unquote like that is uh, needs to be on the radar. We gotta have like a button Just when a we get a soundboard. Sound. <laughs> I'm gonna have a fullback button. The other guy that I know is on the Senior Bowl radar, Taiwan Deal, running back. Behind Jonathan Taylor, but he's a redshirt senior. He just doesn't play that much because of Taylor, but he's pretty talented, I think. They think anyway. I mean, I haven't barely seen any of them. When I have seen him, I've been I've thought that this guy could be starter at a lot of college programs. So somebody to keep an eye on as well if he gets the opportunity to touch the ball at all. Defensively, whew, the linebackers, Connolly and Edwards, uh, have been there for a while now, both redshirt seniors. Van Ginkle, uh, the outside linebacker. Kyle likes him, I believe, as a mid-round type of guy. Uh, probably day three. And Dakota Dixon, your boy. Talk about your boy. I like Dakota Dixon. I think he's a, he's a really solid prospect. Um, I say your boy because you like him, like Dakota Dixon in his story, not because you think he's like a first-rounder, by the way. Yeah, no. He's, 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 Dakota is so, it, it's, it's, it's point is learning, and I'll be that really soon because that's going to be a really good profile. So um, I'll save most of the story. But how he got to where he is, what he's had to fight through, how he plays—I think he's just a very solid player. He's going to be a guy. I don't, I don't, I don't really think he's a starter at the NFL level, but I do think he's a rotational guy. I think that he he can be a a depth piece. And you need players in your roster. You you really do. You need those guys on the back end to fill things out, and you want the right kind of guys there to whenever they have to step in in emergency situations. You know they're going to be able to do what they they need to do. They're going to be able to do their job, as Will Muschamp likes to yell. Um, and I think that that that's that is Dakota Dixon to me. I think that he's a really I think he's a solid player. I don't think he has a high ceiling, but I do like him. I'd I'd like to have a guy like that on my football team for sure. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Baylor, Vanderbilt, who wins? And you watch Baylor a lot this year. Who are you watching on Baylor? Uh, Mims. That's about yeah. it. Yeah. It really Mims is. is. definitely the guy that stands uh, out to me. Um, yeah, Denzel Mims, wide receiver. So he's, I mean, he's the big standout to me. Vanderbilt, uh, Shermer, I guess would, would be the big guy for me there. They didn't. Do they have a lot of big prospects out of Shermer? Am I forgetting something? They do, yeah. They have uh, they have probably the best group they've had in a long time. Uh, Kalaja Lipscomb, the wide receiver, uh, is definitely going to be named to watch. He'll have to declare if he if he declares. Uh, I've said that Jawan Williams, the cornerback, uh, who's like 6'3", 212, is going to declare, and Jared Pinkney, the tight end, is going to declare as well. So we'll see if that ends up coming to fruition. But uh, both of those guys are guys who I would expect to go in the top 100 picks. So, Probably one of the better groups coming out of Vanderbilt we've seen in a while, to be honest. And then they have. I think Vanderbilt. I, I think Vanderbilt wins. I do too. The, yeah, the, yeah. Ladarius so. Wiley is the other guy to watch the safety. I think uh, you'll see some some good things from him. I probably forgot somebody there, but uh, who else we got? Uh, Purdue, Auburn. Oh man, I didn't want to pick this game. Purdue's like played tough this season, but. I don't know, man. An SEC school feels like a lot to bite off. Maybe I'm just giving the SEC too much credit there because Auburn isn't good, but I did pick Auburn to win. But this was very hard for me. I did not feel confident about this game. 
Um, I don't remember who I picked to win, but right now, I would tell you that Purdue's going to win. Well, okay. David Blau, the quarterback for Purdue, one name to watch. Blau. Yeah, he's going to be at Shrine, what a name. I believe. I think he's going to be at Shrine. Um, trying to think of other names from Purdue that are on my radar. I, I don't mean, Rondell think... Moore, but he's a freshman. Yeah, running. Rondell, the freshman wideout. Yeah. <laughs> Lorenzo Neal's kid. Remember Lorenzo Neal? His I do, kid, of course. His kid's number nine. He's a defensive tackle for Purdue. Legit right. prospect, okay. but he's only a junior. We we'll okay. probably see him for another year. And then Auburn, I mean, there's this guy named Jared Stidham. If you're into bad Never quarterbacks, heard of him. if you're into horrific day three quarterbacks. No, he's not horrific, but I think that, yeah, definitely he'll be one to keep an eye on number eight. He's a, young man. He's a nice young man. Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. Uh, Chandler Cox, actually, number 27. Dude, I know it sounds weird, but NFL's going to love him. Like, he – he blocks like crazy. He blocks on the perimeter. He'll block in the hole. He, I've seen him handle defensive ends. He catches the football. If he just tests okay, they're going to take him day three as like a hybrid type of player. He's going to play some tight end, play some wing, play. He's going to flex out. He's he's like that. He's Kyle Uzcheck basically. You know, he is that type of. And it's not just like imagine imagination versatility. He actually has some versatility. Just has to test. At a it's decent not level. Imagination versatility. <laughs> you know, they say some of these guys like they're versatile just because they're like. I don't know. They're big and athletic, and you hope they can be versatile. They're not really good at anything. Yes, yes. He actually has some some ability to do a lot of things. Ryan Davis and Darius Slayton, the wideouts. Davis number twenty three. I'd like. I want 81. Slayton to be good, man. Yeah, he is. He's I want Slayton to be set. good. He's got. I know. Forty. That's the thing, though. I think Slayton's got a really great skill set. But every single time, that's not an exaggeration. I turn it on, and I'm trying to watch him make an impact and just be there for the big moments consistently. He's not. Whether they don't look his way or whether it just doesn't go, you know, an overthrow or just good coverage or whatever. I, I just, I see really good stuff out of Slayton um, because I think he is fast. I think he's really athletic, even outside of that, I guess. Yeah. Um, I think his hands are pretty good. He just doesn't. He, he do does it drop enough. some passes. Like, I he think he struggles to enough. track the ball well enough, but. Yeah. yeah, you hate to see it. Yeah, I think both of the wider series are day three guys, but uh, guys to keep an eye on nonetheless. And then Prince Wanago, there left it tackle, is, tackle, redshirt junior. I heard he's going to declare. So Prince Tega, thank you for trying. Prince Tega Wanago. I I hope I said that right. Maybe let me know, Auburn fans. But anyway, redshirt junior, left tackle. I think that uh, he is. Going to declare. I don't think he's great at all, uh, but keep an eye on him. <laughs> so when people talk about him as a interesting prospect, you can be like, nah, I watched him. He ain't good. Uh, so those guys are guys to watch. And then defensively, Derek Brown, number five, Dontavious Russell, number 95, and, and number three, Marlon Davidson, defensive tackles. Nick Coe already said he's going back to redshirt uh, sophomore, uh, number 91. Your boy, Deshaun Davis, mm-hmm. fun little day three type of prospect that could definitely yep. fill out a roster, I think. I like Deshaun Davis a lot, man. And they do at Auburn, too. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. Some coach is going to fall in love with it. They they call him the defensive coordinator on the field. They really mm-hmm. do. He's making calls everywhere. He knows everybody's job. He's an experienced linebacker. He's limited athletically. He really mm-hmm. there's, I, there's no way around it. And so that'll always make it tough for him. But you talk about a guy who fills out the rest of what you need for the position in every other way other than athleticism, that's Deshaun Davis to me. So not that he's a – super liability but it is something that's going to hold him back i think he has a place in the nfl as you know a backup you know rotational special teams whatever you want to call it kind of a guy but getting on the field playing consistently it's 
I just saw a lot of limitations from him, um, especially in coverage. He put himself in great positions. I'll give him that. Like there are times where I watch his film because I did a little five play on him, <laughs> and I would I would be like, he can't get to this ball. I know he can't. But he put himself in such a situation where he manipulated kind of the quarterback, made him second guess it, and then like either an overthrow or the throw didn't even happen or something. And I'm like, that there's something to that. Yeah. He plays really smart. Um, I like he Deshaun Davis is a is a guy who I really like. Yeah, might be the most prospects we've ever seen from Syracuse as they play get ready to play WV. Which rattle them off, rattle them off. We've got Jamal Jamal Custis, wide receiver, redshirt junior, who I think is gonna be at Shrine. Don't quote me on that. I know Senior Bowl was looking at him. He graduated, I guess. Uh, Cody Conway, left tackle, senior. Uh, guy looking at as a, I think right now, day three prospect, but I've seen very little of him, so I'll reserve judgment. Ravian Pierce, tight end, number six, another day three type of guy. Eric Dungy's probably going to get a look at some position. It's not going to be quarterback, I bet, but uh, some position I think it will be. They're going to try to make him like Taysom Hill. Uh, either Taysom Hill or maybe like a fullback or something. He's super well, I mean, Taysom physical. Hill is basically like this fullback Horrible. who can throw and be a punt gunner. I don't know. I don't get it. Felt it so worked. good to watch him get put in the, for one play and throw an interception against the Steelers. Felt great. Chris Layton. <laughs> Chris Layton. Imagine taking your Hall of Fame first ballot quarterback <laughs> off the field. For I know. The, the Ravens are crazy. Deep. Wait, what? Sorry. Uh, what? <laughs> Chris Slayton, defensive tackle, is another one. He will be at Shrine, I believe. I'm I'm pretty positive on that. Um, wide receivers for WVU, I guess, for the top guys to watch. Gary Jennings, the senior. Yeah, Jennings and Sills. Sills will right? be there. Yes. Um, Trayvon Wesco, the tight end, is actually going wait, wait, wait. back. Who's the kid? The senior Bowl. Wait, who's their quarterback going into the game? Uh, Jack Allison. Is it is it is that Addison kid? Uh, who is that Addison kid? Okay, so you remember I only know him from one clip. Okay, one okay. clip. His name is Allison, by the way. I, I hope that's the same kid. Yeah, I, yeah, it's no, it's the same kid. Okay. So he like throws a bomb and he like leaves his hand up there, like the Kobe motion, like when you make a jump shot, he leaves the wrist up there. What? And he just looks over to the sideline and just goes like as smooth as can be, takes that wrist and then just points to the head coach and then just and then just runs away. And the just opposing head coach? No, oh, I think his own head oh, coach. Oh, still. I think. Wow. So Swag City. I'm sending this video right now. It's oh just God. that's why I'm excited to see this kid play. Just yeah. literally just because of that clip. That's awesome. David Long, the linebacker redshirt junior, probably should go back, but we'll see. Not a super high ceiling there, maybe. Uh and then uh Draven Askew Henry will be a box guy, day three guy, special team or uh, I feel like uh, redshirt senior as well, number six. So. Just he'll be a box guy. I just got triggered. Box guy. Box guy. Well, probably box guy too, because he ain't a great athlete, so we'll see. Uh, Iowa State, Washington State, Gardner Minshew show said he never even considered sitting out the bowl game. You liar. He thought about it all <laughs> night. Couldn't sleep. If you didn't lying. think about it, why do you got to answer the question, Gardner? <laughs> if that is your real name. Can't wait to see you in his next media scrum or at the combine. Is that even your real name, Gardner? What's is under that, that mustache? Even- <laughs> it's another mustache um Akeem Butler and David Montgomery are the two guys to watch for Iowa State I don't know that we need to go a whole lot deeper than that defensively Brian Peavy the wait, corner wait, who's winning the game wait, who's 
Oh, who's winning man. the game? Who even cares? Wait, who's winning the who's winning the West Virginia game? You didn't even oh, say. Oh, uh, Syracuse is winning the West Virginia game. Feel good. Now nah, I'm going with Allison Swag. All right, I didn't know that about Allison. That almost swayed me, but until I see the clip, if I see the clip and it's every bit of what you said it was, was the pass complete? By the way, yeah, I think so. I think it was a touchdown. That is, I might have. I think I now I gotta now I gotta do some research. Now you're making me do research. Yeah, imagine working Washington State. I'm picking to beat Iowa State. Yeah, yeah, Washington State. Yep. Minshew's the guy to watch. Okay, big sleeper. You ready? I don't even know if he's gonna declare. I wish he was a senior, but. Dude, big sleeper, but a guy I'm I'm excited about. Okay. James Williams, redshirt junior, number 32, running back for Washington State. Has like 167 catches over the last three years as a running back. That You don't see that out of college, and the dude is so slippery. And he was just lighting people up on the games I was watching for Washington. Okay. He, to- he destroyed Wyoming. I mean, they could not tackle him. It was, I mean, I need to watch more of that kid. He was super exciting to me as a receiver. And heck, that's what half these running, he's, he reminded me a ton of James White. I don't think he'll be just okay as a runner maybe, but as a receiver, this dude could be dynamite. Um, I was really impressed with him. So he's my name to watch. And then Andre Dillard, the left tackle as well, number 60. Uh, I would keep your eye on him uh, for Washington State. He's getting a lot of, lot of love right now. I'm not sure how I feel about him, but he's getting a lot of love right now. Uh, who do we got? Florida, Michigan. Who's for Florida? Tell us. Run through. You got 30 seconds. Give us the lowdown on Florida. Uh, obviously, Johnson Gardner Johnson. <laughs> yes. Wait, is he playing? I can't I remember. I think he's playing. If he's playing. He was in the, he was in the practice, so oh. I think that it's got to be okay. playing. So him, uh, LaMichael Pirine. Running back. Van Jefferson, who I don't think wide is going to declare. I don't um, think so either. Tyree Cleveland. I don't think he's going to – yeah, Tyree's not going to – because Tyree got hurt, so right. Tyree's not going to declare. Voson Joseph, linebacker. Um, Ja'Kai Polite, yes. Hobbs. Jabari Zuniga. Um, Zuniga. J- yeah, Jabari Zuniga, the other edge rusher. CC so, Jefferson. CC Jefferson, even though he's not good. Um, <laughs> wow. Martez Ivy, even though he's not good. Uh what about a five ten guy, five five one forty guy, and David Reese? Uh, not good. <laughs> you so, know, I'm, I want to watch Jawan Taylor and jo- Jordan Scarlett too. Oh yeah, yeah Jawan Taylor. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I want to watch Jawan Taylor in this game because facing Chase. I do too because apparently he's a first round prospect, and I must have missed it. He showed a lot of improvement this year. I haven't put him through until yeah, he so declares. I. I won't put him through the full eval, but um, from what I've seen, I really like him. Yeah, I think he improved and got a lot better this season, which was shocking to me because on the left tackle of the year before, he was dreadful. I thought there were tools, but he was really bad. So he made somewhat of a leap at least. I can't wait to dive into his tape and see how much of a leap, if he indeed does declare. But for Michigan, obviously, Chris Winovich, or Chris Winovich, my gosh. Chase Winovich, fire me. Chase Winovich against Taylor will be the matchup to watch. Also, if you're smart and you're in your uh, Michigan, you're going to put him against Martez Ivy, the Florida State, the Florida left tackle, because he's straight trash. Uh, he's not good. John Runyon, the senior left tackle for Michigan, we want to keep an eye on. I think uh, Ben versus Jakai, the left guard. Oh, I guess no. Jakai will basically go up against right tackles. So will he? Uh, he usually, I thought no, he was usually rotate him. Yeah, they, they rotate him. So he'll see some of, some of Runyon. Um, yeah, he will. That'll be fun to watch. Uh, McKeon and Gentry, the tight ends for Michigan. Gentry a senior, McKeon a junior. <laughs> oh, boy. You, you're you judging Gentry off one bad game. <laughs> Shea yeah, Patterson's going game, back to school. Biggest and, game of your career, and you poop the bed 
more than you ever have in your career. I can't disagree with that assessment, to be honest. Uh, Shea Patterson's going back to school, thank God. Uh, did not want to have to give him a sixth-round grade. Lavert Hill and Wait, David Long. What's that? He's going to wait a year and give him a six-round grade. That's probably true, yeah. David Long and Lavert Hill, junior cornerbacks. I don't think I don't think they're coming out this year, but we'll see. Keep an eye on them anyway. And then uh, Devin Bush isn't playing, right? He gone? Uh, or he's oh he's injured anyway. Uh, he's injured anyway. I think right now. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. And sure. Then Tyree Kennel, the safety number twenty three. I guess watch him. I don't think he's that great, but he's the he's the Walmart brand great value. Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Wow, that is interesting assessment. South Carolina, Virginia. Wrong. You're wrong. Okay. <laughs> I don't think he does this kind of things, but he's not good though. I, I agree with the Walmart brand. Uh, South Carolina, Virginia. Who wins the game? Oh, um, I'm trying to find where I picked the game, so I don't disagree with myself. Uh, I picked South Carolina to win. No, the Florida Michigan game, you idiot. Oh, that game, yeah. I didn't tell you who I picked in the last game either, but uh, Florida Michigan, I picked Michigan. Okay, South Carolina. Debo ain't playing, right? I picked Michigan. You think Florida's going to win? Wow, I'm surprised. Yes, obviously. I'm shocked. They could be playing Alabama, no, and I take either Florida's team could win. win that game for sure. Like I, I don't feel any type of strong conviction about. People that. were like, "Oh, people, Florida fans are like, oh, I wanted to play like this school or like, uh, I like wanting to play Oklahoma or something or blah blah blah." I'm like, "Look, Michigan's the only team that Florida can beat, so y'all better be happy." Y'all better be thankful that this is the matchup we got. So yeah, that's true. Actually, you're right. I think about the matchups they could have seen. This does. It, this is the only one that they can win. This is yeah. This is a favorite one for them for sure. All uh, right. Last one. We'll 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 save the bowl, the playoff games for another time to talk to just talk about and discuss maybe on Thursday or Friday. But uh, South Carolina, Virginia. No Debo, right? Jake Brian Edwards. Bentley. Jake Bentley. About. To have a career game, better than the Clemson game. I don't know. I don't um, see that. Somehow, simultaneously, Bryce Hall also about to have a career game. Not sure how that works on both wow. sides. Wow, can't wait for it though. Bryce Hall's good. I don't think Juan Thornhill's good. That's my takeaway from his tape. I don't, well, I don't get Juan it. Juan Thornhill's nearly as bad as you think. He's pretty cheeks. I mean, there's cheeks. nothing special there. There's Jeez. nothing special there. At best, he's a he's a late third rounder. Jeez, he says. Yeah, these people talking about him as a first rounder. Yeah, bro, they can get out of here. Brian Edwards, Ooh. wide receiver, number eighty nine for South Carolina, and Dennis Daly, number seventy four, left tackle. A little surprising to me. My, my man shut down Cleveland Farrell. He locked the door on him. So yeah, I'm, you were talking about him last. I'm intrigued. Week. Yep. He's he's a good player. I'm I'm excited okay. to see him at the Senior Bowl. He had his issues in some games this year, but I am excited for Edwards, um, just because it is going to be his show with. Yeah. No D Bill. He's so. good. He's good for sure. I don't know if he declares or not as a junior. And no, I don't think he will, but Right. Kinlaw's already said he's going back you know. defensively. Ooh. Javon Kinlaw. There was okay. talk DJ Wanham was going to declare, even though he played like three games this season or something. He didn't play early at all because of a foot injury. But uh I think Kinlaw and, and DJ Wanum and TJ Brunson all end up going back to school, but they're guys to watch defensively. And then Rashad Fenton, the senior corner, and Steven Montak, the senior safety. Montak is a guy we probably aren't talking about enough, and I need to get to his tape and, and review him because he's made some nice plays this year on the ball. Um, he needs he needs to get a deeper look for me, uh, so I'm I'm going to watch him closely in this game. Virginia, you kind of said it, who their best guys are. Bryce Hall, yep. Juan Thornhill. There's probably other people we're forgetting. I don't care. 
Okay, Trevor, last one for you. You ready? Tell me about an Arkansas State Red Wolf that stands out to you. <laughs> mm. Put you on the spot. You know, this I'm going to have to use one of my lifelines <laughs> to phone a friend. Uh, the only yeah, player I, I, I know on this team is Lannard Bonner. He's a left the, tackle. Lannard? Lannard, he's a transfer left tackle, and he's on the NFL radar. To Leonard Fournette's brother? By the way, I know Justice Hansen, the quarterback's Ben Albright, I think has talked about him being a legit prospect, uh, but I don't know. I haven't seen it, so I'll be watching him in this game, I guess. But uh, I haven't heard anyone else mention him. So, but It's a cool name, boy. Justice Hansen. Justice Hansen, great name, great quarterback name. For Nevada, I got nothing. I don't. I know Malik Reed. You had more prospects for Arkansas State? I don't know. I, yeah, I'm looking at Nevada right now. I know Malik Reed has been on some radars, a redshirt senior, but I've never seen any second of him play. So I don't. I haven't seen anybody for Nevada. So there it is. My honest assessment as an analyst who is not as well versed as I would like to be. Just being truthful with the people. Notre Dame, Clemson, Oklahoma, Alabama. You guys kind of know who to watch in those games. Let's talk about those on Friday because we got to talk NFL tomorrow. We'll do it. And we'll talk. uh, We'll talk those. We'll preview those games in depth on Friday. Sounds great. Until then, folks, keep it locked right here on Locked On NFL Draft. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.